Before we get started, I want you to take a moment to visualize yourself with your dream family. What positive emotion comes up when you think of them? Joy, peace, love, excitement, fullness, happiness, passion, ease. Now I want you to take that emotion and start living your life in that energy to your best of your ability. Remember, your baby is watching over you, rooting for you as you take the action steps to become the conscious mama they know you can be. Know that you're making the biggest investment in your life through the six vital steps. Diet, rest and recovery, energetics, awareness, mindset, and supplementation. I believe in you. Your baby believes in you. And you believe that you are worthy and loved. And you are able to create the family of your dreams. Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am so honored you are here becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today, we have another clip straight from the community uh, where I had a question about the MRT Leap 176 test and reintroducing foods um, in their kind of phase area. Uh, But obviously, you guys know that you know, uh, questions most of the time do not just have yes, no, this or that um, answers. Um, So I dive deep into really um, your discernment and what you need to know about finding the quote unquote, perfect fertility diet for you. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Hi guys. So I wanted to come on here today and talk about food sensitivities and testing and the elimination diet, and uh, pitfalls, and bonuses of both. So when we are using food to dramatically lower inflammation and oxidative stress that could be contributing to our fertility issues, the number one thing that we need to do is find what foods we're sensitive to. There is no perfect fertility diet out there not the foods that we eat do not react the same from person to person to person. So we don't want to be on any fertility diets, um, even if there are amazing gurus and influencers and nutritionists and doctors out there saying this is the best. Um, That's just BS. It's not true. Um, can there be a really good guidance? Absolutely. You know, let's just take the, probably like one of the most famous paleo or whole 30. It's a really good um, guidance to stay away from some of the top food intolerances 
And when we are doing an elimination diet within um, the formula or fertility food, we hone in on corn, soy, dairy, gluten, and excess sugar. And we also, you can also put eggs in there if you want as well. That seems to be um, an issue for some people. Um, this is a good guidance because these are really known food intolerances. I have never had an MRT test that not one of them popped up on uh, for a client. And um, it is just really important to get the, get that awareness. Now, when you're doing an elimination diet, it's a little bit tricky to um, hone in because obviously the MRT gives you 176 foods that you can feel pretty confident that in this part of your journey, you can eat and foods you want to stay away from. When you're doing an elimination diet, it's just a little bit longer because depending where you're at, you really want to start where you're at for one. That's what I was going to say. You got to start where you're at. So even if you know you have a autoimmune issue and you should really try out the autoimmune paleo diet, this is a really restrictive diet. I know I did it. I'm still doing it to a certain extent and um, it could be too overwhelming. So you've really got to start where you're at And even when you get a food sensitivity test back, and let's just say like five of your favorite foods popped up on it, um, you got to give yourself grace. Are you at a mindset level where you're so tired of infertility BS that you can give them up cold turkey? Or do you just need to one at a time? Or, you know, have a treat day once a week with some of them. Um, Give yourself that grace to get yourself to a position where mentally you are like really strong and focused and dedicated to this. Because when you don't do that, when you're not graceful for to yourself, um, that's when we quote unquote fail just because we're not really honoring where we are in our journey. And this is such an important part in the process. When you get a MRT food sensitivity test, they give you some guidance um, of like reintroduction phases to different foods. This is specific to your testing. Now they do this because they obviously didn't test all the foods that we can consume. And so when you are seeking out all of your food intolerances, this is a really good guidance. Um, It's definitely, you know, uh, backed by science. Do I think it's necessary? My honest answer is no, I don't think it's necessary. When you get this test and you feel pretty confident that Um, it is correct, right? There's no perfect testing out there. So you don't want to just um, ignore your own body. So say if it's like, oh, I'm not intolerant to wheat, so I can have wheat products. Well, what other things are in those wheat? It might not be the wheat that's intolerant um, for you. It might be other things. I know there's two types of bread in my um, refrigerator. I can't eat one type of it. And it's organic and it's lovely and it's full of amazing things. It still makes me feel like crap. I don't know if it's the wheat in it 
or whatever, because I know um, I can have other wheat products, sourdough products. I should really be saying gluten because um, there's some gluten products that I can have and some gluten products that do not sit well with me. Um, So it's still, you got to listen to your body, use your discernment when it comes to these things. But with the confidence behind the leap test, I feel that you are really going to hone in on some of your huge, big food intolerances. Or even if you have um, moderate intolerance um, to certain things, but they're like your top, you know, five favorite foods and you're consuming them all the time, you got to dramatically dial them back because that's still inflammation and it's still going to, you know, contribute to the things that we don't want. Like, like poor gut health, thyroid issues, low A quality, um, hormone dysregulation, all that. So when you dramatically lower that part of your life and say you're eating things that are unknown, right, weren't test on the test, you're going to get a better sense of whether that works for you or it doesn't work for you, if you're aware. Now, are you in a place where you can do this with a heavy focus and only introduce the types of foods that they're telling you phase by phase? Or are you in a place with your journey that you're like, I'm pretty good knowing these food intolerances. I'm going to be aware that there might be some other food intolerances out there, but my body will tell me what place are you in? And that's what you need to do. I I know for a fact that um, in this journey, the tangible things, like the the things in our physical world, like food, like supplementation, like medical assistance, um, we feel so out of control in our fer- in our fertility journey that we want to control those things because we've been able to control everything else in our life. Um, we over hyper focus on that and we're over trying to control. Um, there's, um, there's actually in the community, a replay of one of the clients of who has been so controlling of her diet. And I've seen this in other clients too, is that it just becomes a super negative thing. And one, you're not getting the wide variety that your gut microbiome needs to um, do the thing it needs to do most of all and heal the gut and you are um, stressing yourself out. It just becomes like too much. So when it comes down to knowing your food intolerances, and this is really important to when you're using food, there's a there is a line <laughs> that sometimes you have to cross I went on a paleo diet and I saw so many normal and common health issues massively improve, but I still wasn't reaching my ultimate goal of getting and staying pregnant, even with the assistance of IVF. But also I was still having little symptoms, but I didn't think they were that big of a deal because I wasn't having the major issues I was having before. I was like, well, I healed so much. These are just little niggly ones. I'm so much better than I was before. But I was still having symptoms and that's because I was still 
overeating, like massively consuming foods that I was intolerant to. And for me, it was nightshades, the tomatoes, the paprika, the aubergines, uh, tomato, did I say tomatoes? Um, You know, those types of foods. And so if I had the right guidance and support and I was really working with someone or following a guide like you do within this course, you, you would catch that a lot quicker than I caught it right? So you are watching your normal and common health issues improve, but if you eventually want them to go away altogether. We, they're not normal. They shouldn't be common. This is something that our society has just gotten really wrong. So when you're using diet, Sometimes you're like, okay, I'm still having this issue. Do I need to explore? Do I need to go a little bit deeper? Are there things that I can play around with, eliminate that weren't on the food sensitivity test? Or maybe I need to go on to an autoimmune paleo diet and start reintroducing things like that. Um, Or eliminating first and then reintroducing. The thing that I want to talk about the most is that you don't want to restrict yourself for longer than you have to. So there is this phase of like three months and then the reintroduction phase should begin. Sometimes that is a slow process because you're only doing it one food at a time. It's going to take four to seven days to really see what's going on. But this is important because the more variety that you can keep in your diet, the better. That is what your gut microbiome feeds off of. And for anyone um, who hasn't, I definitely highly recommend going to look at the gut health test just to give yourself um, some realization of what your gut actually does. So there's like a a sample report that you can have a look at the report. You can see the different species that they test for. Because a lot of people get hung up and they're like, I take a probiotic. I'm like, well, have you been on the same probiotic for five months? You don't fucking need that probiotic anymore. You got to switch these things up or you got to identify what you need. So identifying the specific um, gut microbiome that you're lacking in, you can target that with food too. Um, But also it gives you a really good insight of all the different functions that happen in the gut. And if you don't have a good microbiome, if you have a leaky gut, those functions don't happen. One being estrogen. So it's really important um, to, to understand that and to understand that we need a wide variety. So it's not just about eliminating. It's definitely about bringing in um, new stuff, rotating uh, vegetables, rotating meats, not getting hung up on the same meat if you if you eat meat, um, and kind of pushing ourselves out of that like box of the same again and again. It does get much easier um, when you know what you can and you can't have when you feel really good in your gut health, you can be a little bit more relaxed every once in a while. If you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and all that, and you're like, I don't, my gut doesn't feel great. Then you stay away from those foods more. Things always change. Your body is always changing. Your body is always trying to heal and it will do the things you want it to do when you're very targeted and know what it needs and what you should stay away from. The other part of diet um, that's really important not to forget, like remember I talked about control and how we, the tangible things here on earth, we're just over controlling them and we're forgetting about other things. 
which is the mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual side of this journey. Um, if you don't tackle stress levels, if you have, um, you know, like traumas that are stored in your body and there's, I'm not talking about big traumas. I never had a big trauma. I'm talking little fucking traumas over the years, adding up to just a shit show, right? If, if diet isn't quote unquote working for you, um, in a long term, right? Um, you've got to not ignore those things. So definitely get secure with your diet take a month, really look over the inspirational meal plan, how you can incorporate a wide variety into your into your life. Um, meal planning is almost essential to be successful. So you're not always like stressing out, right? Like you're prepared, you know um, what's coming up. Uh, you don't have to live by it. Like it doesn't have to be super strict. But I know it's really helpful to just be able to look at something and go, yep, that's what I make. I have everything in my fridge already perfect. Um, Give yourself grace. You know, when you um, see these things, um, it, it can be overwhelming. The other thing, too, is when you get test results and there isn't a food that you previously thought that you were intolerant to or um, from like another test or maybe you didn't feel well on it before, still be very patient with yourself and reintroduce that and really give your body time to say yes or no to you, right? There's no test out there that's 100% correct. And we really still need to tap, be tapping into our body. So if you've been off a certain food for a really long time and you want to reintroduce it, make sure you reintroduce it while you don't do anything new in your life. No new stressors, no new supplements, no new other food. You're not um, getting um, bad sleep. You know, just make sure it's a time where it's a pretty plateau in your life and you can reintroduce that food, listen to your body and make a decision from that. Test results are very supportive. They give us really good guidance and support, but they're not the be all and end all. It's still inside of you and you discerning what is right and wrong for you. Um, so I hope that helps. I hope that gives you a little uh, insight into elimination diets, the MRT testing, um, any test out there. Remember, an IgG test is no bueno. It's not great. Um, do your research about the different tests and invest if just an investment is is crucial to the right testing, if that makes sense. Did I say that right? <laughs> All right, my beautiful friends, I hope this helps and I will see you next time. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.